insurance companies can be complicated, and that's why the Zebra was created. When you use the Zebra.com, insurance finally feels like it's in black and white. It can be confusing. Uh, just honest rates from real companies, and they don't play middleman. That's not what they do. They just go and you. they ask you a couple of questions. What kind of car do you have? What kind of house do you have? What, what are you looking for? Um, where do you live, et cetera, et cetera. How old are you? And then they put all those numbers in and they go to all of these companies and they give you the real quotes. They also don't sell your information to those insurance companies. So nobody is bothering you. You can just take the actual quotes and then go to which whenever is the lowest or the best for you and say, I want that one. It's really not a bother. Sometimes I like to talk to random insurance agents just to make oh, new me friends. Too. You know, oh, it's my a, gosh. What it's a like joy. going to insurance <laughs> seminars. I I pay to do that, and I'm not even in insurance. <laughs> Thezebra.com. Answer a few questions to compare accurate insurance quotes for free. And don't worry, Zebra protects your personal information. Zebra.com. Zebra.com. You can do it online or over the phone from one of their licensed insurance agents. How much money can you save on car or home insurance? The zebra.com slash Beck. America, welcome to the program. While Biden has put Gitmo prisoners ahead of Americans for the vaccines, don't worry, nothing to see here. GameStop, even though they've been stopped from the little guy, stopped from actually having a free market, you can still buy GameStop shares, and they have on in other countries. But here in America, no, no, no. We have to protect the little guy. Oh, by the way, if you're going to ride public transit, uh, it looks like the nationwide mask mandate begins tonight. And you don't have to wear one mask. You have to wear two. We're in an oligarchy, a brave new world. And I'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. GameStop, really? A dying video company took down a $12 billion hedge fund. Ah. Online utes, teenagers, writing a government stimulus check into risky options. Huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The, un, the, the seemingly unstopping infinite stimulus and money printing that is going with Janet Yellen and Joe Biden in charge, it is going to uh, rock stability in all kinds of things. That's why I want you to call Goldline right now. Please call Goldline. You know that uh, GameStop is is now going after silver because the giant head fund. You're talking about the Reddit board. Yeah, the Reddit board. Sorry, not GameStop. (laughs) The Reddit board. They're going after silver now because the big hedge funds and everybody else, they've bet against silver. So now it's going to be silver. 
precious metals. I don't buy them to make money. I buy them as an insurance policy against insanity. Goldline is now offering 6% promotional metals delivered directly to you with a qualifying retirement account purchase. Please look into securing your retirement account, not with paper gold, but with actual physical gold. Goldline special on graded Liberty coins is back. It's one of my favorites. This is what I buy, and it's certified by an independent grading agency for weight and purity and condition. Goldline currently has a special where you receive 20 Walking Liberty half-dollar silver coins free with every box purchased. That's one for one. This is an extremely limited special and not one you should overlook. So call Goldline today at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Standing by to take your call, 866-GOLDLINE. So I want to make it really clear. Um, I believe in a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. It's an it's a fact. There is a class of all powerful elites in government, in high tech, in big business, in media. And they have an unknowable amount of uh, control over each of our lives right now. They have more power, influence and control than even we understand at this point. They're talking about algorithms that will help change your mind. You're on one side of the aisle. They're now talking about algorithms that will get you away from Trump. I don't know. That's kind of spooky, isn't it? I mean, I don't mind if you make an argument, but if you're manipulating what I see. Now, I only believe in this because it's provable easily. It's happening right in front of us. It's happening to us. We see it play out in the form of the number of masks we now have to wear or where we eat. Can we eat inside or outside where we congregate, whether or not our teachers teach, even though it's a safe school environment that we paid billions of dollars to enhance to make sure everything was safe. The proof is in the executive orders and the the media and their idols. And the oligarchy. Most recently seen getting help from their partners in the government to stop the forgotten man from winning on Wall Street by investing freely and playing by the rules. This time it was GameStop. What will it be next? We haven't even arrived at the Great Reset yet, and that changes capitalism itself to the core. The oligarchy is a snake's nest. If you don't know what an oligarchy is, it's basically a country run by corporations and dirty, corrupt politicians. It's Russia. Global corporations bonded to the government in a twisted new religion. I know it's also China. Why would I say religion? Because it's a religion that is, ironically, anti-religion. Because the oligarchy can only exist if the masses disown God. If you take away a man's God, he will replace it with something that is not God. We know that to be true. That's why they work so hard to destroy religion. In place of God, you're given terror. Burrowed inside of convenience, our unconsenting subordination to the oligarchy is a form of worship. 
They tell us we enjoy uh, subservience. They have us convinced. Well, I can't live without it. You know, I I mean, I can't communicate. We did fine before. We have become a function of the oligarchy. We depend on it now for everything. And by disowning God in favor of the oligarchy, the individual is disowning himself. Because we're foregoing the chance of meaningful survival. As one psychologist put it, society is the sum total of the individuals in need of redemption. But there are no individuals in the oligarchy. It's just a shinier version of the Marxist idea of the state, except it's not about the people. It's about your convenience. But it's still about the same thing, power and money. The state is just a high-minded attempt to hide corruption and make evil men feel less bound for hell. But it's the same lineage. It's the same story. But perhaps the oligarchy is the worst iteration yet. Because this one knows everything about you. The Stasi was nothing compared to what high-tech has on you. Think about this. The oligarchy is fueling itself on the death of your individuality. It wants you to consume endlessly. But it's a self-consumption. You're being asked to sacrifice yourself. And I think secretly we all know this is happening. Sales for 1984 have skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. We're talking a lot about Orwell in 1984 and for a good reason. Orwell predicted what's happening all around us. If you read 1984, about a couple, three months ago, I reread it. I hadn't read it since I was in high school. My gosh, it is reading like a newspaper. And that's only half of it. The other half is Huxley's Brave New World, which should be a required companion piece to 1984 today. In 1984, society is forced to hold opposing and contradictory views in their heads at all times. Man is a man, but a man can have a baby. A man can be a woman. You can't deny that. And a a man can become a woman, and then that woman is just the same as any man. And men and women are equal, but it would be better if we had more women on the board of directors because well they're more than equal they're different somehow but they're the same in a brave new world the hapless citizens of the state are full of blissful self-cannibalism obedience obedience is the result of a parasitic propaganda campaign that began before the citizens were even born There is plenty of censorship, lots of forbidden literature. But unlike Fahrenheit 451 and 1984, the people in the brave new world are excited to welcome the censorship. Isn't that us now? How many people do you hear? Well, there's freedom of speech, but not really freedom of speech. They were so inundated in brave new world with useless and distracting information. They just stopped processing any of it. Do you know anybody that has said, I just can't watch it anymore? 
The book is just as full of slogans as 1984, but the slogans are catchier, like ad copy. History is bunk. Have you heard anything like that? Everyone works for everyone else. We can't do it without anyone. And you didn't build this. Their motto is community, identity, stability. The same exact creepy vagueness and manufactured warmth that you see play out over and over again in the last year. The hypocrisy is so constant and obvious that it makes you question your reality. Community, identity, stability. It's a misnomer. The same way that Antifa is an inaccurate representative of anti-fascist, and it's not by mistake. In Brave New World, people live under the model, everyone belongs to everyone else. Individual, individuality does not exist. Everything is shared. Did you hear the Great Reset? By 2030, you will own no private property. There will be no private property, and you will like it. That's a quote from the World Economic Forum. Brave new world. Everybody shares. There is no private property and everyone loves it. Monogamy is taboo. Even solitude is framed as psychotic. Nothing can be intense or long, long drawn. Citizens are trained to avoid having to live through a long time interval between the consciousness of a desire and its fulfillment. In other words, right now. And then forget it. They're told, take a holiday from reality whenever you like and come back without so much as a headache or a mythology, which is code for take away the collective human history. The state, the oligarchy, they hold all control and the workers serve as their unwitting slaves. Unwitting is the key. Citizens can't realize that they're being used. It's a complicated caste system that hides the real social ranking, a pyramid scheme that the elite are packaging as community identity stability. They can't be no, they can't. The people can never figure out that they're being used. Has anybody noticed that everything the Democrats say they're against fascism, corporatism, they're now pushing all of these things are being pushed. And yet the people involved in the Democratic Party that are that are that are just the voters, they still don't know that. Why? Because none of their media is covering it. I actually feel sorry for most of them. The state in the brave new world is the precursor to the oligarchy of now. An earlier version you can probably trace back to the separation of light from dark during the creation of the universe. From that moment, life had predators and prey. And humans took this dynamic and turned it into entertainment. And now there's a class of all powerful elites with unknowable measures of control over each of our lives, more power and influence and control than we could ever know. To understand the oligarchy, we have to understand ourselves. We have to escape the pointless circling chaos of an oligarch class that resets our history and shames the act of remembering. 
Otherwise, we're we're all going to drown in a ceaseless flood of information and propaganda and maybe never any truth. And without a sense of what is true, without the belief that life holds the potential for meaning, we're just toothpicks in somebody's social experience, some private game for the oligarchy. That's the existence they demand of you, your existence, your individuality, because individuality is a obstacle to them. You belong to everyone else. You belong to the oligarchy. And you're so much more useful if you conform. We're making a choice every day by staying in it. But has anybody ever asked you if this is what you want? Rough Greens. Lois lives in Ohio. She writes in about her dog, uh, Alexis. She says, Alexis loves Rough Greens. She's joined the Lick My Bowl Clean and Push It uh, Hard Club. I've, I've never seen her so content with her dog food. In the afternoon, she'll return to her empty bowl to lick it again, which is which is great for her, and she's more active now than she's ever been. Thanks. It's a great product for Paws Up. Lois wrote that. Those aren't my words. It's amazing to see your dog get excited about his food. Amazing to see him get healthier. I know because I've seen it with my dog, Uno. Rough Greens, not a dog food, but rather a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes amazing, and meanwhile, they're getting all the vitamins and minerals and the other things that are going to contribute to a healthier lifestyle for them. Get the Rough Greens Jumpstart Bag today for $14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. If you just want to see your dog thrive again, go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So, uh... There is some pushback. What's happening in California is a very good sign. Pushing back on Gavin Newsom. And if they disenfranchise 1.5 million people who signed that, and they're saying they're going to get 1.8 because they need 1.5 verified. And if the state decides, no, no, these aren't accurate or whatever, there's going to be real problems in California, the only thing I just don't know how they're going to get to 1.5 million signatures unless people really start talking about the website RecallGavin2020.com. If, if really, people, if people don't mention that frequently, RecallGavin2020.com, there's no way people are going to be able to get the appropriate hmm. number of signatures needed. What is the website? Because I didn't, I don't even know. It's it. RecallGavin2020. RecallGavin2020. 2020.com. And this is the thing. People need to go there to see what the petition is, whether they mm-hmm. would like to sign it if they happen to be mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. would need to go to RecallGavin2020.com to go through the process to get their name right. on that list. Okay. Thank you very much for that information. That's brought to you by RecallGavin2020.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new Colorado um website now is it recall gavin 2020.com no it's a different okay, one it's a different name this is a different one mm-hmm. there is a county now that wants to split from colorado because colorado is is like it's it's gone crazy 
it used to be a Western state where Western states are just different. I mean, my wife, when she first went out to the West and I grew up in the West, I unfortunately grew up in the Seattle area, the mountain region. Always, it still has some cowboy left in it where a man's word is a man's word, where, you know, a shake, a handshake is a contract and, and people just live differently. And in some ways, in some way, well, it is why I like uh, the new Kevin Costner uh, series. Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Just love that because there is a different lifestyle and a different mentality. Well, they are now, it's Weld County, and they are exploring the annexation of their county with Wyoming. And, um, and it, it might, if the residents approve the ballot question, Colorado, the legislature has to approve it. The Wyoming legislature has to approve it. Um, and possible voters in both states have to do it. But, I mean, why not? Why not let people out? I mean, I, I just don't understand why everything has to be the same. That's not what America was. I mean, do you remember? And maybe it's my age speaking. I bet you don't even remember this. When you could cross the country and not every town had an Ann Taylor and a Gap, they were all different. They had their own local versions of those things. And and each town and each state had its own personality. And it was great to travel. Now you travel and, you know, you're like, oh, well, the scenery's nice. But it's like going to Epcot, where once you go into Epcot and you're like, oh, look, it's China. And they have the same gifts that they had in the Germany pavilion. <laughs> it's the same store. Yeah. And you're like, OK, there's nothing really to see in here. That's that's what America has become. It might look differently, but it's the same. I don't want the same. Yeah, I'm not anti-chain store, anti-chain no, restaurant. There's value in those oh, things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, the best places have both. Correct. Right? right? Like where you can go to those places you could depend on that you kind of know. But then in addition, you find those holes in the wall that are like doing things Correct. much, much better. And you can investigate those. When you're traveling, that's what you want. Right. You want to be able to pop into some, the local place and, and get that, that feel. That's why I like traveling the country, but I don't like traveling on the interstate because generally the interstate is all the same. Yeah. You know, you go the you go the local routes, the business routes, and all of a sudden you see something different. Unfortunately, with COVID, now you're mainly seeing decay. I prefer to do most of my traveling on the information superhighway, like when I go to recallgavin2020.com. Well, that almost sounds like it should be paid for. It's not paid for, but you should still go to recallgavin2020.com. What I find there at recallgavin2020.com? All the information you need to recallgavin2020.com. Wow. One point three million signatures are up to, by the way. Wow, they're almost there. They're almost there. And they still what do they have? A month or two months left? A month and a half, I believe. I think it's mid-March is their goal. Okay. I mean, let me just say, you might not have made the best decisions in your life. Like maybe you voted for Gavin Newsom, but you can change that. <laughs> if you made another bad decision, like let's say a timeshare property, they tell you you can't change that. But there are ways out, and Timeshare Termination Team has a 100% success rate in getting you legally out of your timeshare. Don't put it off. Don't get stuck with another year of timeshare that you're not going to use or then maintenance fees that you have to pay. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare, 20%. 
Make sure you tell them I sent you to get the 20%. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-438-8688. Or visit them online and find out all about them at timeshareterminationteam.com. Have peace of mind. 100% money back guarantee to get you out at timeshareterminationteam.com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV, the number two most uh, best website to go to other than, of course, recallgavin2020.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, I'm here with a uh, known hate monger, Sue Bergier, who insists that two masks is one too many. And I, of course, am going to abide by my 25 mask ruling, which is why I kind of sound like I'm shouting, because I have to get it through the right. 25 masks. Uh, I think you've accurately you stated my opposition to the uh, 25 mask proposal. You don't even look at it. It's not even tight. It's it gets, it's supposed to be sealed on your face. It's not even sealed on your face. I, I can't get so you can't. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna I get the coronavirus here. I'd rather yeah. get that than the 25 masks. Um, but the <laughs> as I told the audience, it, as killer. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about the two mask situation is mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be any real sci <laughs> science on what it. What are you talking about? There's no mm -hmm. science. Well, here is here is Fauci. On to masks. Listen to this. There are many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. As I said, <laughs> 25 masks. There's plenty of data on 25 masks. I don't think there is a lot of data on there's 25 lots masks. lots of data. Um, well, because Michael Osterholm was another big, uh, hater, killer, epidemiologist that advises, by the way, Biden, killer. he's, he says two masks, probably a bad idea because it's going to prevent the air from coming in more, which means you're going to suck in more. You're going to suck harder air. You're going to suck through, you know, to get to, to actually breathe. You're going to have to suck through yeah. two masks as mm -hmm. you just found out. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be drawing in more problematic uh elements so, so i don't i don't like this is like the school thing the school thing was the same way like foster home was one of them who was saying no you got to keep the schools open from the beginning and there was never really a big movement among scientists to say that we should close the schools no. it just kept happening no it's because of uh, labor unions which of course yep. no more than the media more than scientists mm -hmm. um the following attributes of mass needed to fulfill the requirements of biden's executive order as of tonight a properly worn mask completely covering the nose and mouth i'm there i'm wearing one now you can't see it but i got it Cloth masks should be made with two or more layers of breathable fabric so that it is tightly woven. Mm. So if we want to check if you're in compliance, fabrics that do not let light pass through when held up to a light source are okay. Masks should be conser uh, uh, sh sh uh, secured with, uh, uh, to the head with ties ear loops or elastic bands that go behind the head if gaiters are worn they should have two layers of fabric or be folded to make two layers 
I thought gators were completely useless. Masks should fit snugly but comfortably against the side of the face. Masks should be a solid piece of material without slits, uh, exhalation uh, valves, or punctures. Okay, so we have that today. Now, Saturday, there was language in the new CDC order on the website that read, the CDC reserves the right to enforce the order through criminal penalties, but anticipates voluntary compliance. Um, as of this morning, that language is mysteriously gone from the CDC, but don't worry. Don't worry. The mini Mao that thought this is a good idea is, is going to continue. But I just want to show, I want to bring the highest authority. No, not God. As if he exists. Let me bring the highest authority on masks and show you this has been in the planning for a very long time. Let me take you back to 1956. Stu, watch your monitor. Riding to the rescue when we need him most. Who's the last man? I am a lone ranger. Sworn to protect the innocent. That's it, hello. From now on, I'll wear a mask. Let me have the mask. There. It fits perfectly. Good job, Tuttle. Don't miss the Masked Man Marathon. Two classic hours of the Lone Ranger. His friends don't wear masks. Sometimes they do. Saturday, September 12th on Cozy TV. Do you want to make an issue with a mask? I'm no fool. <laughs> Did you notice that it is not the eye mask? You, we think of the Lone Ranger wearing the black eye mask. He was, can we bring this up? He's wearing the same mask that Joe Biden is wearing. <laughs> And in 1956, Joe Biden had black hair just like that. He's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> He's just wearing the same mask, but he talks like, He's just talking like that. I'm telling you. That's amazing. I think you've uncovered uh, yet. An, is this going into the Mercury Museum? I mean, because right away, of course it is. This shows. <laughs> <laughs> I love, by the way, how this this nonsense from Biden. Well, we need to. We're going to uh, rec- we're going to uh, require masks on uh, federal property and uh, interstate travel. Uh, is this an effective policy for anyone other than people who have not traveled or been to a federal building? No, nope. because every single there's no plane you're getting on unless it's maybe a private plane in which you don't have to wear a mask. They all make you wear masks anyway. And yep. the same thing with a federal building. If you go to a federal building, they're going to make you wear a mask before you walk into it. That's how this has been going for months. It's like it's it's honestly it's like uh, it's like if Biden came out today and said, unless you give me a retina scan. You're going to have to take your shoes off at every airport. Dude, I already, I already do that. Right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we all do that unless you've gone through some special government line or you've given them the retina scan. This is amazing. It's all marketing. It, the only difference between what he was doing, what he's doing now, and what Trump was doing then is that Trump was indicating you know, he was giving a skeptical vibe to coronavirus and Biden is saying it, giving a serious vibe to yep. coronavirus. And, it, and it. everything is the same. That's everything the same. is the same. You know, it, when he came out and said 100 million vaccinations <laughs> yeah. in the next 100 days, it sounded great, didn't it? It sounds impressive. But Trump had already said a million vaccinations. Every day. 
No, he, he just didn't say in the next hundred days, a hundred million, which sounds bigger. Yeah. And he didn't really like say it, make a big deal about it, but yeah. they were doing it. Right. In fact, when Biden took over the week, Biden took over, they did 1.3 million per day. Right. Which is over a hundred million. Now he's up <laughs> right. to 150 million in the first 100 mm, days. Okay. Well, isn't that completely unimpressive if you're already doing 1.3 million? Yeah. That would be 130 million. Yeah. Um, like, and you go back and you look at right now. Normal flu season, this is from Lyman Stone, the economist, normal flu season, we dose a pace of two to three million a day like it's nothing. And then in the middle of a massive pandemic, we pat ourselves on the back so we can, because we're vaccinating at one third that pace. Why are we impressed by this? Like, again, this should be something where we're doing two, three, four, five million a day. If people want them, I'm not saying mandate, but if people want them, we should be doing as many as we can possibly do. You we know, all these new variants coming in, all these potential danger in the future. People are going to start gathering even more when it comes to the warmer weather. Like, do this now when people are miserable and don't want to go anywhere, but they, they'd be happy to get a vaccine right now. So when I was a kid, I grew up in the bakery and we all had to work. And I worked in the bakery since I was eight years old and all of us had to work because, I mean, we were struggling. So mainly... I didn't get to cook anything. I didn't get to bake anything with my dad. My one job at the bench, because everything else was, you know, I was washing the pots and pans and scraping the floor and, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning up the mess. Um, but the one job he did let me do is when we were baking bread and it was during the summer. And so I could be there in the morning when he was baking bread. He would let me. um Take it out of the the proof box, uh, the proof box, and then right before you put it in the oven, I would spread this stuff on uh, the top of the bread. I'd cut it open and then spread it on, and then I'd put it into the into the oven. Well, one day, Buttertop home home what was it home uh, home pride Buttertop home, wheat yeah home <laughs> pride Buttertop bread. There was a commercial, and it was wonderful. And I, I'll never forget, it said, but we bake the butter right in. Yeah. And it was so great. Yeah. Split it down the middle. And my and I looked at my on. dad and I said, dad, that's fantastic. We got to do that. And he said, son, <laughs> you cut the tops <laughs> of the bread. What do you think you're brushing on? <laughs> Wow. That was the day I learned about marketing. It's all in marketing. Because we didn't put butter top bread, butter top bread, even though I personally had been doing it, <laughs> seemed really great. This is, this honestly is the result of the right not listening to uh, social scientists, not listening to people about behavior, not listening to people about how to present and package things. We don't do that. The left is riddled with them. And because they can take dog crap and wrap it up and put a beautiful bow on it, we're like, oh my gosh, look at that. It's dog crap. No, it's not. Would dog crap be wrapped like this? Well, yeah, if the Democrats are doing it. Oh, I can't take your hate mongering anymore. I'm going to sit down and eat this dog crap. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't taste like dog crap at all. I love it.
All right. American Financing. When it comes to buying a home, American Financing is the lender you want on your side. Whether you're looking for a starter home, you want something bigger, or even if you're wanting to downside, it does matter. American Financing has your back now. From custom home loans to competitive interest rates and everything in between, you can trust these people. I've trusted them now. I think they've been in business 20 years. I think this is their 20-year anniversary. And I've been with them since 2008, right after the crash. And the reason why I I can remember that so well is because they called and said, well, I'll be a sponsor. I said, I don't believe in mortgage companies. You guys are screwing everybody left and right, and they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage. No, we're not doing that. Uh Sure, that's what they all say. Call me after the crash. Well, they did. Their people didn't have a problem because they were not doing the deals that benefit the bank. They work for you. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Get out of debt. Lower your interest rate. Lower your monthly payments. Put your credit cards in there. Don't. You don't even have to reset the term of your loan. See what they can do for you. Make a 10-minute phone call now, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, Gavin Newsom, yeah, you've listened now to the latest author from Mein Fuhrer, Gavin Newsom. Is that too bad? Subtle. Yeah, okay. I'll do it. I'll just do it this way. So, uh, listen, people listening to Pravda Radio, here is a new order now from all-impressive, all-knowing, all-seeing dictator, Gavin Newsom. L.A. County public health officials released new restrictions Friday on outdoor dining as indoor dining still prohibited in county. These restrictions now include televisions must not be turned on. You might see something on television that uh, maybe says something bad about our beloved uh, leader, Gavin Newsom. Employees who come into contact with customers must wear face masks and face shield. No more six people can be seated at table. Every person at table must be from same household. So you want to meet with friends, no friends for you. Tables must be placed at least eight feet apart, not traditional six feet. Okay. Uh, TVs. The reason why you can't because TVs cause super spreader events. You're watching American football. Isn't that great? Now you can't watch TV. They can't have, if you have TVs in your restaurant, they must be turned off. They say it's because, well, Super Bowl's coming. And people are going to want to sit with somebody that's not in their family and watch the Super Bowl. And then it's all out of control. Then we all die. Then everyone dies. Did you see Stephen King's The Stand? That's what they're trying to prevent. (sighs) Captain Trips is here. You know, it's it's not actually it's I mean, Captain Trips, you know, everybody pretty much died except like maybe half a percent of the population. And, and this one is like half of a percent of the population might die. <laughs> uh, so it, but it's exa- it's still half a percent. If I may quote Andrew Cuomo, what difference does it make? They're dead. Right. That's not how he would say that, though. <laughs> he Don't. Would- no, don't make no, me. No, he would say I mean, it differently. No, I can't do it. I mean, you know, you don't even have the music, so I'm not. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I'm trying to figure out how to. 
Let me get out of here. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying here? They're both dead. D-E-D dead. <laughs> I just, I sit there, I just wait for the <laughs> to kick in. <laughs> the dumbest pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of his, uh, his public health officials are res- <laughs> resigning. They undercounted the, the people dead in the nursing homes by 56%. And there's more to come. They just haven't uh, released the new numbers yet. When it comes to other long-term care facilities and and, and suspected COVID cases, well, what he's saying really is <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> Take your stuff and get out. Just leave the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> the world's dumbest mobster, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. His brother is pretty stupid. Uh, his oh, yeah, Chris, brother is yeah, Chris Cuomo. His brother is Fredo. Well, as we say, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com, and Chris Cuomo is worse. Dot, dot com. <laughs> and by the way, Don Lemon is worserer is I believe up now too. So and not to be confused bugs. with uh, Recall Gavin. Twenty twenty. Dot com. It's the Glenn Beck program. <laughs>